During the 2020 lockdowns, Kelly and I made this podcast to talk about the movies that we love while bored at home. We tried so many different ways to record and edit, but found it difficult and we experienced some bad sound quality until we found Zencaster. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. If you have thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. So go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code S-Y-T-Y-I, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences we do for all of our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Hey guys, you've heard us talk about how we want to live our lives in balance with our hectic work lives to getting a workout in and treating our bodies better. I've been changing my routine up at the gym and getting myself to eat better. And one thing I'm adding is liquid IV. In one stick, I'm getting five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than if I drink water alone. It's great for those tough workouts where I need an extra boost or when I'm feeling a little run down after a long day at work. I love how on the go this packaging is. I throw a few in my gym or my work bag and it takes up zero space. And the taste is amazing. Since it's summertime, I'm reaching more for strawberry lemonade and with other great summer flavors like watermelon and guava, there's something for everyone. And it's not just the flavor that will have you grabbing for more. Like I said, Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, and B12 and vitamin C. And it's made with premium ingredients. So if you want to up your hydration game this summer, get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code S-Y-T-Y-I at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using our code S-Y-T-Y-I at liquidiv.com. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Say You Think You're Iconic. I had to get my stomach in check. It was rumbling. For no I thought, reason. I thought you were talking to me first. Oh, no. I was like, am I making a noise and I just don't know it right now? No, no, no. It was my stomach. Like, literally, okay. I pressed. I, I was fine. I pressed, like, record, and all of a sudden it went. And I was like, no. <laughs> stop that. It's like, no, we're not doing that right now. Not right now. I literally just ate. And it was just oatmeal. Like, calm down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, how have you been, Kelly? Um, I've been all right. I feel like I haven't been sleeping well for the past week. And that's not great. No. Um, yeah, I need to, I need to find a way to shut my brain off without having to take melatonin every night. Yeah, that's, just, that's like, not good. Shut down, like the goose fraba, whatever. Um, Maybe you need to try sleeping with like some white noise. Maybe that'll drown out all the. Thoughts. I sleep with white noise. Oh, well. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's yep, try sleeping got... with. Let's try sleeping with nothing. 
let's try that next. I mean, I probably it's part of my routine though. Like I, I always sleep with with white noise, and I always have it like because this is just how it works for me. I have it just loud enough that I can barely hear it, and so I have to focus on the noise, and that's what makes me fall fall asleep sometimes if I'm having a hard time. But it hasn't been working, and okay. it makes me really sad. So. We're going to have to find something else. Because I even yeah, tried reading last night. I tried reading. And that's what made me tired. But like, And I've been trying other things throughout the week. But uh, I... Reading in my bed will have me knocked out. Exactly. So I like I read and like I'd get tired. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. So I like put my phone down. And then like I get comfortable. And then immediately my eyes are like open. I'm like, oh, I'm fully awake again. Like, what is going on? Maybe try reading something you've read already and just keep reading it until you, like, oh, actually fall asleep. That true. way, if you lose your place, it won't matter. It, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because anything new and I'll want to keep reading it. You'll want to keep reading it. Yeah, read something old. All right. Crack sense. out an old Harry Potter book and just <laughs> read that. Yeah, I guess, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll try that. But, yeah, I am... I have been absolutely like tired, but the good thing is at work I have been like not super busy. Like they'll oh be God, me too. It'll come in like waves. I, like I said, Kelly and I are like on like the same wavelength when it comes to work. We are like it is. It's come in waves this week. So like during the day, I'll have like maybe thirty minutes to an hour of like just slow work that comes in, but like I can get that done in like a couple minutes and then like I'm free and then like another hour hour will go by and then like a little bit more work comes in so it keeps me busy for like the next hour but like it's manageable I can get it done and at the end of the day like I don't have anything because I have a little basket where I keep my work and like my basket's empty and it makes me feel so relieved at the end of the day because I'm like I don't have to walk in tomorrow and there's just a pile of stuff at my desk yeah, that's nice. Um, I had like a, I had an okay week too. Yeah? It was kind of like that too. Like I would have things that like I had to do, but then I would like finish it and then I would mm -hmm. just like have like a chill day. Thursday and Friday, Thursday was a little bit more work mm. than Friday. But Friday, by like one o'clock, I had nothing to do. I watched, really? I watched two movies on Friday at work. Dang. I think, like there was, I think my Friday was a little busy. There was no one in the office. And then wow. I, was, I was like, no one. I was like, what's going on? Like, something has to be going on. Apparently, no, this week, apparently this weekend was Lollapalooza. I was like, that makes sense. Oh, actually, okay. when I, I think about sense. it. And it started on Thursday. And I was like, that makes so much sense. I was like, yeah, because no one was here. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. Everyone's like, peace out, I'm going to Lollapalooza. Like, I knew something had to be happening, but I, like, I don't keep up with festivals. So, like, I didn't know it was Lollapalooza until I went on Hulu on Friday, and they, like, were playing oh, uh -huh. Lollapalooza sets. And I was like, yeah, there we go. There, That makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. I love how we're not in the festival scene. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I tried it. I tried it. You did. I can't. I can't do it. It seems exhausting. 
It's exhausting. There's nowhere to sit. You can't leave. Yeah, you can't. It's awful. Shout out to y'all who do it, though. Mm-hmm. You do you. My, co- my co-worker talked about how he went to Coachella one time and how they had to, like, sleep in the desert. And I was like, that sounds awful. Oh, yeah. I will never go to Coachella. Like, yeah, I know people sa- are like, you just gotta, like, like go to, like, experience it. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. There are other yeah. places I'd rather camp than in the middle of the desert where there's a bunch of other people that are just getting drunk, being loud, and it's just yeah. dusty. I'm not signing up for that. No, yeah, no, I'm like good. The, like, the only way I would ever do Coachella, I would have to be, like, a celebrity. Like, I would have yeah, to be helicopter right. helicoptered in. Yeah. I'd have to have the, like, VIP section with, like, the shade and, like the drinks that you don't have to wait in line for mm. and like the specific area where you can see the stage. Also, that's a lot I, of money. Yeah. Like, so, cause if you're not camping like on the actual, whatever it's called area, whatever campus festival grounds. Yeah. Festival grounds. Like Airbnbs are expensive mm-hmm. cause they know it's, it's Coachella. So they're jacking the prices up and people buy it. I'm just like, that's a lot of money. Yeah, you already bought the it. tickets, then you got to buy food when you're there. You got to buy drinks when you're there. Like right. it's the festival, the festival I went to was relatively close to my house, and it was expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't imagine being in the middle of the desert. Yeah, I I can't. Uh, no. I think that's just, and then you're just dirty all the time. I just, it would make oh, me yeah. picky. I hate being dirty. Mm-hmm. I hate being dirty so much. I went when I was little. I went camping for like a week long camping trip in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can say that because they don't do it in Wisconsin anymore, so you can't okay. figure out what it is. Um, <laughs> this is so interesting that it's in Wisconsin. Yeah, it was interesting, and literally. <laughs> Every day I felt so gross and I refused to go to bed without taking a shower. Oh, yeah. So I would literally stay up until like the middle of the night when there was no line for the shower and I would go take a shower before wow. I went to bed. Because I was not going to bed sweaty and dirty. Like, Yeah, that makes sense. Ugh. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Festivals were not for me. Mm-mm. Also, I think I'm done with camping. Like, I think I've been camping enough really? in my childhood. I don't need to go camping okay. anymore. All right. Another reason not to have children, because then I would feel obligated to take them camping, and I, I, don't, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. But yeah, anything else happened, Kelly? No, that's that's it. Just me very being very sleepy all week. Oh, well. Here's hoping you get some sleep tonight. Me too. I'll ask somebody to even physically knock me out. If like nothing else works, if you if you get really desperate, you could try some Nyquil. Jesus just, Christ! <laughs> just take it like at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> just gonna have a little shot of Nyquil with my dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be, wait, I'd have to shower first, so because I know that Nyquil hits, bro. <laughs> take it. Take it right before you get in the shower. That way. We, when you're Ooh. in the shower, you start to get tired. 
Mm. And then you just finish up whatever you got to finish up. Yeah. And then I just have enough energy to do my skincare and then just yeah. like collapse and into drag bed. yourself into bed. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, maybe I will stop by like Target, see if they have anything. Keep your parents on standby in case you like pass out <laughs> in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> If you hear me, if you hear something crash down, it's me. Just it's check me. on me, please. <laughs> just, just pick me up and put me in my bed. Right. I didn't pass out for any other reason than I just took a shot of NyQuil. Yeah. Okay. Well, as for me, um, so this week I was watching a movie on Disney Channel. It was on Disney Channel. And I was like watching it, and so I kept watching the ads, and I was like, were the ads always like this? Because... I don't feel like the ads were like this. Well, they're like they're like generic toys and like I feel like that wasn't it when we watched Disney Channel. I, mean, I feel like I feel like when we watched Disney Channel, it was like ads for other Disney shows. It was ads for Disney movies. It was interviews with like Disney cast members and it was new music. And, and music, music videos. videos and yeah, um, Radio Disney ads, which does yeah. not exist anymore. Like, no. oh, aged myself there. No, seriously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, ads for like the theme parks and the cruise line and. Did I now- send you that TikTok about the the Disney uh, ads? I don't think so. But okay. now now it's just like generic toys that like four-year-olds play with. And I'm like, is that your new demographic? Four-year-olds? That's interesting. That feels more like a uh, um, like a uh, Cartoon Network kind of poll and like Nickelodeon kind of like yes, that. Yes, that's exactly what I wrote in my notes. I was like, this was, really? this was how Nickelodeon used to be. So I'm very no, yeah. confused how they like switched their, their like ad thing yeah because the minute they went to ad it was always like here's the new bionicle or here's what's like for like everything else but disney it was like here's a new like a toy ad here's the fushigi yeah here's yeah. like zoo pals plates and then like if you go to disney it's all disney related it was ads. all disney ads but no not anymore even if they had like food ads or like toy ads it used to be like disney toys and yeah disney tie-in ads these mm-hmm. were just regular toy ads i was like what's going on that's so interesting i wonder when it that was... happened right because so i feel strange like even like as I got older and like something would pop up on Disney Channel, like it, when I was in high school or something, and it was like a movie, I'd put it on. The mm-hmm. I feel like the ads were still like Disney ads. At least some of them were still Disney ads. I mean, some of them still were, but it wasn't as much it as wasn't, it used to be. Okay. Huh. Like occasionally, like maybe like right before the movie would come back on, they would be like, watch. It would, and it wouldn't be like one specific show. It would just be like a group of shows. Like they would just oh. throw in all of the shows that they have. So one Disney movie that is currently in theaters. Um, ad. Okay. But other than that, it was just like toys. That's it was so very, interesting. It was very weird. Did they have a Did they have a park ad for the for nope, Halloween coming ask- up? Nope, I did not see a single Disneyland, Disney World ad the entire I, time I, feel, I was watching that movie. I feel like those are like the first like holiday ads you see. 
It's, it's always Disney because they always saw, start Halloween early. I've I've started rewatching Desperate Housewives, and I've seen that I've seen the Halloween ad while I was watching Desperate Housewives. Oh, so you've but actually that, seen it? I haven't seen it yet. I've seen it like five times now. <laughs> but if you've if you've seen it within the last five six years it's the same ad so it's the one with the um with oogie boogie yeah over california adventure because they moved it to california adventure for some dumb reason i know they're moving a lot of like the better decoration stuff to california adventure don't i remember the first year they did that i was like that was the dumbest idea y'all ever had like why is it because there's like technically more like space for like Mm, i don't know because I feel like there's like all that open space by uh, on uh, Pixar Pier. You've got all that open space by uh, the Little Mermaid. So I feel, I feel like, like you could put more like props. I feel like stuff somehow up. I feel like somehow it was cheaper because they have like less rides. Oh. I feel like that's the reason they were like we can charge oh. you the same price, but it's cheaper to do it at California Adventure. Interesting. And then we can keep Disneyland open longer. Mm-hmm. So the people who paid a regular price for tickets can stay longer and spend more money. Yeah. But that's just my big brain conspirizing. And then the thing you really want to see, a haunted mansion, is in Disneyland. Yeah. Their their version of Haunted Mansion is like a a special version of the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Like that's their version of the Haunted Mansion at the California Adventure Halloween party. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I went with Sabrina. I was like, didn't we go on it? That was Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I've never, yeah, I've never been to the uh, the, the holiday edition of uh, Disney. I like, I, they have a Christmas version and a Halloween version. I've never been on the Christmas version. I like the Halloween version. It's yeah? fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the Halloween ones are better for some reason. I love the Halloween version of Space Mountain. Can we bring that back? Like, what? where did it go? Oh, what did they do? It's not there anymore. They used to do it every year. Oh. Last last time I went, it wasn't there. Interesting. Bring it back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, um, and then, of course, there's the Halloween version. Halloween slash Christmas version of the haunted mansion mm-hmm. i love that very good very good but yeah um disney what's going on how just asking you're kind of slacking a little bit yeah you're slacking also the shows that you had advertised the few shows that i saw looked awful oh no like why is bunked still on tv my sister watched that in elementary school. Why is it still on? Whoa. Like, what? Because Bunked yeah, is a spinoff of Jesse. Jesse was a show I watched towards the very end of my yeah, Disney days. Je- I think Jesse was the last like Disney show that I watched. And then they spinned it off into Bunked. And now the original kids aren't even on that show anymore. Oh. <laughs> And it's still on. It's been on for like almost 10 years. Was Good Luck Charlie the same time as Jesse? Yes. Okay. I feel like Good Luck Charlie is the last show I like finished. 
Okay. I, did, I didn't finish Jesse. I didn't finish Jesse. I think I did finish Good Luck Charlie. I did like Good Luck Charlie. Good Luck Charlie that was, was good. One. I think I rewatched it a while ago. Did you? Ago. Yeah. I was rewatching some shows on Disney Plus. I rewatched Ant Farm. That's oh my so, gosh, yeah. That's so Raven. I tried rewatching Lizzie McGuire. It does not hold up. Really? It's actually very cringy. Like, if you try oh. to watch Lizzie McGuire, it's very cringy. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, What else did I rewatch? Uh, Wizards of Waverly Plays. Ooh, I low key want to do that. And then Good Luck Charlie. I rewatched Good Luck Charlie. It was good. So, yeah, everybody go like rewatch your old childhood shows. Yeah. Maybe but go it, try and heal your inner child through a children's <laughs> form of media that you f- weren't allowed to watch when you were little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or that you just never finished. And that you never finished. But yeah, um, Disney might be like money laundering. I'll need to, <laughs> I'll need to figure that out one day. I feel like that's your go-to for every company. What? That's your go-to. Oh, yeah, because some some are money laundering. One movie that recently came out like last month has to, has to have been money laundering. There's no way that movie costs almost $300 million. I know you can't say it, but like which one? Like, <laughs> oh, really? There is no way that movie costs almost $300 million, Kelly. And then they'll be like, oh, COVID brought up the price of the movie. I'm like, it brought it. Like, I looked up the price of the last movie. It brought it up over $100 million. Over 100 mil. The last movie cost $178 million. What the actual This heck? movie cost $300 million, or like $291 million. I'm like, there's no way. What the heck? Like, someone is skimming money off the top, because it's not making any sense. Yeah, no. And actually, if you look at the old movie, it at the last movie, it looks more expensive than this one. Like, they did more stuff in the last movie, so I'm Maybe very Maybe it's confused. location? It can't be. It, they no. filmed this like during like the lockdowns, oh. so like I'm sure no no country was like, you need to spend all this money to come shoot here. Yeah, they're probably like, please, <laughs> I'll do anything. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we I I'm gonna have to do an investigation. There's money laundering happening. <laughs> okay, all right, and don't get me started on. Oh, jeez. But yeah, Um. also, last night, I love how uh-huh. we're 20 minutes in, I'm not even done with my week. <laughs> last, last night, my uh-huh. mom uh, went out to hang out with some, like, cousins uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. She um, asked me if I wanted to go, and I always ask who's going to be there. Yeah. Like, always. And then she told me, and it was, like, nothing but, like, old people. And I was like, I'm not going to that. <laughs> yeah. There are just some functions where you just don't go. Yeah. And so I'm just, like, hanging out around the house. I go for a walk. I um, watch TV. Um, and I'm one of my cousins texts me, and she's like, 
why am I here at this uh, event with all these old people? And I was like, you oh, no. Went? I was like, you went to this? Oh, no. I was like, you didn't ask who was coming? Right. Before you went... So yeah, she was stuck there with a whole bunch of oh no old people, and it was like a one of the you know how we went to that eighties party and it was full of old people. That's what she was going through oh, was by no. herself. Oh no, by herself too. That's the uh, worst. That's oh, the worst. No. But yeah, so she was like sending me photos of like stuff that was happening and like what the place looked like and then she mentioned that they were going to go get food after and so i was like food and so i texted my mom and i was <laughs> i texted my mom and i was like i heard y'all were getting food are y'all getting food and i didn't hear anything back for like five ish minutes ten minutes uh-huh. and i got a text back and i read it and i got very concerned i was like do i need to go pick her up because I oh, couldn't what? understand what it said. It says, who's your uncle? You too late. What? And I was like, what? Like, I got a little concerned. And yeah. then, like, two minutes later, my mom called me. And she was like, your uncle texted you that he's drunk. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> and so now I understand what he was trying to say. He was trying to say, this is your uncle. You're too late. Yeah. I was I was literally about to grab my keys and go pick her up. <laughs> you're like grabbing your keys, put, grabbing your phone. You're like, what's your location? Drop it. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm I already picking ha- you already up. Have her, already have her location on my phone. Oh, you do? Yes. How many people actually do that? Have their location? I only do it to my mom. I should do it to my sister, but... You should do it to your sister. So at least somebody knows where she is. I never know where she is. Ever. <laughs> See, and that's why at least one of you needs to have her location. <laughs> like, literally, she just disappears sometimes. I'm just like, I... She hasn't, she hasn't been home all week. Who knows what she's been doing? What? I. She's been, like, staying at my aunt's house. I literally don't oh. know. I'm like, does anybody know where she is? I literally don't know what she's been doing all week. But she's alive. And she's stuck she's stuck there at my aunt's house with my grandpa because my aunt is at a family reunion right now. And mm. so we will never know where she is. He 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 won't ask questions. Mm-mm, absolutely not. She will just leave and he won't know where she is. And since she like boards herself in a room, he'll never even go check to see if she's alive. Oh my god. And so who knows where she'll be? <laughs> My sister literally grow is growing up like an eighties kid, just no seriously disappearing, and then coming back at random back hours of the day, at random date, random time. Yeah, I'll call her Good sometimes. Her. I'll call her sometimes, <laughs> and I'll hear like stuff in the background. I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and she'll be like, "Oh, I'm out with some person who I don't know," and I'm like, "Who, <laughs> girl?" So yeah, yeah, someone I, needs to have that location. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I need to work on that. I need to get her location in my phone. Like, I don't. I don't have any locations for any of my family members. Oh no! Like throughout the day, I track my mother. <laughs> I know um, one of my friends. He has um, location. I think for his whole family, and I'm just sitting there like, is that what people do? People just have your location. 
Uh, no, no, no. I, I lied. I do have one person's location. Oh, I do okay. have one person's location, but I'm, I don't think she has mine. Okay. I don't think anyone has mine, but I have my mother's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Crazy week, right? So much fun. Very crazy. So much fun. Very crazy. Um, okay, Kelly. I think it's time for you to tell us about Now You See Me. That's actually not. Can I can I go put a little bit more creamer in my coffee? Sure. Please. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, Kelly, tell us about the movie. Okay. So this week we are doing Now You See Me. Um, and we start this movie with a little narration that tells us that ma- magicians use our attention against us. So they like draw us in close, make us watch them when their hands and whatever, but the trick is happening elsewhere. And so we see one magician, Danny doing tricks on the street um, as somebody watches him. And this is all happening in Chicago in new Orleans, a mentalist uh, does a, I don't know any like, words for hypnotism or mentalism whatever this is um he hypnotizes a woman yeah he hypnotizes a woman and then <laughs> like quote-unquote reads the husband mm-hmm. and like his mind and basically outs that he's having an affair with his wife's sister <laughs> which is disgusting which is disgusting um and scams him for two hundred dollars and yeah. says and goes back to the woman who's been hypnotized and tells her that she'll forget everything about the, the conversation they just had. And when she wakes up, she doesn't know that her husband's having an affair and the husband goes to find an ATM to give him the $200 to keep the secret. I need to know how he hypnotized that woman. I right. need to know how that, how that works. Yeah. Uh, does hypnotism work? Is that like an actual thing? I don't think it works. I've always thought it was like a setup. Like you would bring up people. Yeah. Like who are working with you mm-hmm. to make it seem like you're hypnotizing them. Mm-hmm. I've always thought it was that. I I think I really read something after watching this movie. I love this movie, by the way. Like after watching it one time and I actually looked it up. And I think it's people who want to believe that it's real then they'll like be susceptible to it or whatever. However that works. Mm. It's kind of like that. Um, remember that, that magic trick or whatever it was at 2020 where you like everyone around you pretended that you were invisible, but you weren't. What was, what was that? You don't remember that? Like no. you put, you put like your sibling in a chair and you get all your other siblings around. And they're like, I'm going to do a magic trick on you. And then like you like magic, magic them that they're uh, invisible and then everyone else who's in on it is like oh my gosh they're gone and like you know like the little sibling will be like no I'm right here blah 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 and they're like I can hear them but I can't see them you know what I mean like everyone's in on it but them so they think it's real weird okay yeah I feel like that's that's like how hypnotism works like if you believe it's real then like it you think it's real okay um, in New York, a guy is doing um, magic on a ferry 
when he is quote unquote caught. Um, and the guy who catches him, he steals his wallet and his watch and gets off the ferry before he's caught. Yeah. In LA, a woman sticks herself in a water tank, uh, stuck in handcuffs on her wrists and her ankles. And her the whole trick is that she can get out in a minute. And if she doesn't, then piranhas are going to fall on her and eat her. Um, but halfway through her trick, she can't get out and starts freaking out. And the crowd tries to get her out. But it doesn't work. She The, the piranhas drop on her. But she's been in the crowd the whole time. <laughs> I Two things. I love Isla Fisher, but her American accent is so forced in this movie. Like, yeah. I can literally hear her pronouncing words. I feel like for for some uh, actors that have accents, like, in some movies, for some reason, you can tell, like, they're over-pronouncing words. Like, especially when she said whoever came up with this was a sick sadist. I was like, yeah. girl, could you sick have... sadist. Sick sadist. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> could... But yeah, um, also, this is a trick that has me dumbfounded the most. How did she yeah, do same. that? Yeah, how did she do that? It was, I mean, it's very obvious that she loves the movie The Prestige. Because <laughs> how? Yeah. Because I've, I've literally been trying to, like, wrap this around my mind every single time I've watched it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe there's, like, a bot, like, a something at the bottom Fossil. that she goes through but i was but like then but the then water. all the water would go out i'm like i need to understand how she did this like i i feel like there's some sort of change um when the water turns red but yeah. where does she where does but she go where does she go because you, you can't do you can't do a you can't do a um a bottom floor like a no floor situation because there's water yeah and you can't do any side door because it's all glass in the middle of a room. Yeah. Is it like a body double? But then But then where do she, they go? How, where do they go? And how do you switch them out? I don't know. <laughs> I'm really I'm really hoping one of your movie facts has an answer. I'm pretty sure it doesn't, but it does. <laughs> Um But yeah. We don't know how it works, but she's she's alive and well. She's just she out did the crowd. it. Also, she seems to draw in a pretty big crowd, so I don't understand how she's seen as a small town town like small time magician. Yeah, that was that was like a warehouse full of people. Yeah, there were a bunch of people in there. I don't know. Maybe the magic scene is bigger than we think. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I feel like that's the only way that like works. Like I there's so many care. people, yeah, that like you get lost in the crowd. Anyway, uh, we're back with Danny, and he takes home one of the girls from the crowd, the girl that he did the magic trick on, but stops making out with her when he finds a tarot card in his apartment with an address, and so do the other magicians and the mentalist. Henley and Danny are the first to arrive. Um, at the address and went into Merritt and they all get to know one another. Henley and Danny know each other because Henley was his assistant, um, but they had some sort of falling out and Merritt tries to read both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But they can't get into the apartment because the door is locked. 
until Jack arrives and just straight up breaks into the apartment. <laughs> yeah. Inside the apartment, it's empty and very rundown, but they find a note and plans for a new show. So, how long do you think it took to like set all that like room up with like the floor and like the a very ice? Long time. Also, how did they how did, how did they like set it up so that like the ice didn't like evaporate before they got there? Maybe it's in a special because I know it's dry ice. Maybe they where the dry ice is, it's a special insulated compartment. Okay, sure. Okay, it has to be. Also, how do you rig? Because it's a it's a live apartment. How do you put something in the floor of an apartment? No idea. <laughs> no idea. Because you have to construct that. You had to have people come in and work on that and mm-hmm. set that all up. Make sure it all worked. <laughs> um, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Okay. So one year later in Vegas. Danny, Merritt, Henley, and Jack are now the four horsemen. Then they are doing their last trick of the night, and it's to rob a bank while a man in the audience is recording them. Yeah, they somehow, within a year, went from being mm-hmm. street performers mm-hmm. to having a show at the MGM Grand. Right. That's huge. Yeah. Like, you're not, you can't just be anybody to... to be invited to do a show at the MGM. And also, it's packed. Like, completely it's packed. packed. Like, like, I know they talk about it, and they say that most of the seats were um, bought in by uh, Tressler, and people were invited to fill the seats, but I don't think... I think maybe 10% of that might have been, like, invited people, and the rest were, like, actual buying customers there's there's no way tesla paid for everyone in there to be there like mm-hmm. there were thousands of people in there mm-hmm. like what's the point of putting on this show if you're paying for everything right so they're they're the amount of people that he did invite they're probably really small and the rest are actually mm-hmm. which is insane i didn't know that many people were interested in magic right and so what were their like acts to get there i, I kind of want a backstory mm-hmm. on like that year also, I don't know if it was just me, but the show looked kind of boring. At least this first show did. It was mostly just them talking to people and like jumping you know around the stage. I mean, it is their last one, so maybe like they just took their time with it. Okay. Because like the next show looks much more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cuz I think I think it's because we saw the whole show. And then mm. we we get to the big finale, but I think it just looked boring because we hadn't seen the rest of the show. Okay, sure, I'll I'll take that. Also, why are they <laughs> only performing in Las Vegas once? Yeah, right. I thought that was weird. Yeah, because when you sign up for Vegas, you sign up for like a, a while. Yeah, they just did one show with like. A lot of production and then just left just packed everything up and yeah left. maybe and they're trying would... to keep being exclusive 
and then went to a whole another city on the other side of the country with an entirely different setup. Yeah, and it's a much smaller theater. Much smaller theater. <laughs> like, ouch. Um, but yeah, for their last trick, a random member in the audience is chosen, a Frenchman, uh, and he is brought on stage. While that happens, the other three horsemen thank their benefactor, Arthur Tressler. We see Merit get Etienne, who's the, the Frenchman that was brought on, on stage, um, into like a state because we kind of see him like do his little hypnotism thing mm-hmm. on him. Um, and they get him to pick and sign a card that he keeps on him. Yeah. They put Etienne in, into a contraption with a headgear. And seemingly send him to France to a vault in his bank, Credit Republic. Mm-hmm. So, um, Arthur Tressler sounds like the most villain name I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, it yeah. sounds like yeah. a comic book villain. <laughs> sounds like a Batman. Batman. Or... Exactly. Yeah. That Batman would be fighting. Yeah, Batman with his... Batman uh, villain with his monocle, his top hat, Arthur uh-huh. Tressler. <laughs> I love how I love how you just described the penguin, but we're yes! like, <laughs> yes. actually, his name is Tressler. The penguin, the penguin's real name is Arthur Tressler. <laughs> it's Arthur Tressler. Um, secondly, uh, Etienne looks like Robert Downey Jr. When I first yeah. saw this movie, I thought it was a Robert Downey Jr. cameo. Really? Did you? Yes. It's not. He, he looks, he looks, yeah, he's more of like a fuller, like filled out, like European um, RDJ. Mm-hmm. Like Which if, I can, I can see that now. Like if he, like if uh, Robert Downey Jr. was French, he would be anti <laughs> Yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they get like live footage of him in the vault and they get him to leave his ticket and his card with the money. Uh, at the same time, we see that Credit Republic is about to open as Etienne pu- pushes a button on his headgear that transfers the money through a vent into a duct and directly to Vegas where it's raining on the audience. And when the Credit Republic goes to check their vault, it's empty and the signed mm-hmm. card and the ticket is left. Yeah. The most unrealistic part of this movie is that a bank in Paris opened on time. <laughs> that's quite literally the most unrealistic thing that ever happened in this movie <laughs> every magic trick believable a bank opening up on time uh-huh in paris <laughs> please you know those people don't show up till like two hours later mm-hmm. that bank opens at eight no it opens at ten thirty. it opens at ten thirty. if you're lucky and then there's only two workers there there's the rest are still wor- in the back <laughs> Two workers there, um, they're about to take an hour and a half lunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the manager will it. show up at one for maybe an hour, mm-hmm. go home. Yeah. That's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. <laughs> I want to run on um, French work hours. I feel like every other country but America works like that. Because when I went to Mexico... We went to, like, try to go get lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, around town. Every place was closed. <laughs> like, well, don't, don't like, they have... Like, um... like, they had signs that said they were supposed to be open. Every place was closed. 
Well, it, like in the um, in like South America and like any and like the Spanish speaking countries, don't they have like that hour after like their like technical like lunch hour that like they have to rest? Isn't that like a thing? I feel like I've I, heard that that's a thing. I have no idea. But like every country I've gone to, when they when they say they're supposed to be open, they are not open. It's a guessing they, game. It's a guessing game. You show up, and if they're open, you go in. If they're not, you go home. Your, <laughs> or your you find best, somewhere else. <laughs> your best chance is like three o'clock. I feel like three o'clock, everyone will be open. But <laughs> before that, it's a gamble. I would be happier at work if I got one hour for lunch and then an hour after that to recover from lunch and then go back to work. (laughs) I would be a much happier worker if I'm being honest. Um, So we see money running down on the audience and the four thank the crowd and make their exit. In Vegas, FBI agent Dylan gets a call about the four horsemen as agent Fuller arrests them the next day. I feel like this would be a CIA situation not fbi but like we've said multiple times on this podcast seemingly hollywood does not know the difference they don't know how the, between the two agencies yeah they don't know how any of the three letter agencies work and they're just all like i hear fbi most of the time so let's just throw the fbi in there every time every time <laughs> every time like I was... I have yet to see a movie where it's all like let's throw the CIA in there consistently. <laughs> right? Like this is not a federal crime. It's not. This this is a crime that happened in another country. Like this has yeah. nothing to do with the FBI. Yeah. What happens I... what happens later maybe you could like depending on Maybe you could argue for an FBI investigation, but but even then, I still think it's CIA territory. It's most likely CIA territory, if we're being honest. Um, so Dylan is upset for being called off of the case that he's currently working on and stuck with the magicians and a new agent, Dre, from Interpol. Dylan interviews Etienne, and he believes that the magic is real. He believes that he went to France, he stole money, and he came back to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and while the agents are talking is triggered by the word bullshit and he believes that he is in an orchestra playing a violin so they have to wait for him to go through his whole motion of it Mm -hmm. um agent dre is upset with how dylan is treating her and like basically dismissing her from this whole case um but he allows her to help him interview the horseman so Dylan and Dre interview Merritt and Danny, but it goes nowhere. Like they just keep talking them in circles. And so eventually the four are released. Yeah. Also, what's the same? Merritt um, accuses <laughs> one of the FBI Fuller. agents. That's his name? Yeah. Fuller. I just know him as the guy from House of Cards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of liking to dress up as a woman mm-hmm. and it might be true so it might be true it might be true we never got clear a clear answer but it was looking like it was true he yeah. looked very he looked very very uncomfortable and the fact that he went through all the links to tell uh dylan and dre that like everything that man is saying is a lie it's a lie yeah if you bring something up about me 
It's a lie. It's a lie. It's not scientifically proven that he knows right. what he's talking about. So yeah, there's 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 nothing involved in what he's doing. He's, it's just a guessing game. Yeah, don't believe him. He just likes to guess that I like to dress up as a woman. Mm-hmm. And my wife may or may not know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as the four horsemen are released, Dil- Dylan is now fully invested because he's like, I don't want to look like an idiot in front of these magicians. He doesn't believe in magicians. And now he doesn't want to look like an idiot in front of them. Um, and as he's talking... Uh, to uh, I think it's Agent Evan um, Fuller comes by and says that Thaddeus Bradley was filming in the audience that night and has like the whole thing so that they can watch it um, they go to interview Thaddeus and as they're interviewing him he says he stopped being a magician because he didn't want to lie to people that's not why but Bradley is a true hater, and I really admire him for that. <laughs> like, some people just hate from the sidelines. He was like, no, if I can't do it, neither can you. Yeah, he's he's hating out in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full on. Full on. Just hating out in public. Just hating. Yeah. Um, I love that for him. And he gets paid well to hate and on people. And he gets people. paid well to hate on people. You I'd know like to what? get paid to hate on people. You know what? Forget scamming. Let's all be haters. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just talk talk beef in front of everybody, make beef, and get paid for it. And get paid for it. Why not? TMZ does it all the time. Exactly. Exactly. And so do most like celebrity-driven mm-hmm. news. Y'all remember Worldstar? That was their whole platform. <laughs> yep. Um... But Thaddeus is a hater, a certified hater. A certified hater. And so he, de- <laughs> so he debunks magicians instead for a living. Um, Dylan doesn't believe in what he's talking about with the magicians, doesn't believe in what he does, but he's willing to take them to look at the, the stage. So Dylan, Dre, and Thaddeus go back to the stage and he shows the agents that they're is a vault underneath the stage and it was rigged for Etienne to be picked and how the money was stolen by the group weeks before I don't, he didn't give a timeline, but it was stolen before the money was transferred to the bank. And that's how the ticket and the signed um, uh, card were put in the vault. In yeah. And, and they also used like an suggestion. Oh yeah, incendiary paper to like burn so that when they got down there, there was nothing left but the card and the mm-hmm. and how the real money was funneled into Vegas. But I have a question. Yes, did they just not touch this money for weeks? Right. Like no one made any withdrawals in Paris. No one. No. <laughs> No one counted the money to make sure it was the appropriate amount. This is the vault to the vault. They don't don't check the money when they receive it. Like what? I guess not. Also, the fact that um, that money was on a on a metal pallet, and they just hoped to God that the um, the card and the ticket stayed 
on the metal um, yeah. crate because there's just a bunch of lines on that thing and you know they had to like we have to make sure it lays just right just right <laughs> but yeah that there is i feel like it was it's a good idea but i feel like in practicality it does not work it doesn't work also the fact that you could just easily check to see if they took any flights to, to France in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. You know, like that would be too obvious, you know, like some real detective work instead of right. just questioning this magician debunker. Right. For no reason. Mm-hmm. So while all of this is happening, the four horsemen and Arthur are on a plane and Arthur is being interviewed by a late night show. Oh, I also have another question. Yeah. How do they get the money to America? Right. <laughs> you can't just right. show up to an airport with bags full of money. <laughs> Millions of dollars in francs. Like there's or whatever a, their uh, form of money is. Like there's a certain amount that you have to like declare, and if it's over that, like you will be arrested. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cool. I, I don't. I don't know how they physically got millions of dollars. <laughs> I don't either. Mm, this is going to be one of those movies where if we think too much about it, everything just unravels. <laughs> okay. Um, but as that interview is going on, Merritt points out to Henley that she still has feelings for Danny. Which, um, please don't. <laughs> that man is misogynistic and gross is, and is. an asshole. Like, don't. Henley, you need to... Pick better men in your life. He also brings up Henley's weight like five times yes. in this movie. Yes. Drop him. Yeah, please. Um, Dylan and Dre are also on a plane and she questions why Dylan hates magicians and he says that he doesn't like that they take advantage of people. Danny then gets their group together and kind of get in, gets into it uh, with Merritt about his mentalism and how it's all just guesswork and he can do the same amount of work that he does if he just get, like tries it so Danny tries to guess stuff about Arthur but gets them wrong every time like trying to guess stuff about his family how he grew up as a child blah 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 Dylan and Dre then arrive in New Orleans to watch the four horsemen and keep tabs on them and Dylan takes a more practical like investigative approach wants to track them with they find out that they can track them with bracelets because I guess Arthur Tressler has them all in like some monitored bracelet kind of deal. Which that can't be legal. It can't. Like, you can't be just tracking your employees 24 se- Like that doesn't make any sense. It does not. Why is he that tracks, even necessary? He tracks the four horsemen and I guess the people that work that stage that night because you see Danny like scanning them scanning workers that are going on stage why on their like bracelet that's not necessary at all it's not it's 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 very illegal i'm feeling it has to be illegal hostile work environment mm-hmm. <laughs> um while dre looks into lionel shrike and basically magic history and she tries to tell dylan about it but he's like no you keep that to yourself magic's not real care. These yeah. are people. We're tracking them. <laughs> okay. Even though she um, was on to something, but he... She was. Did, he just did not care. Um, 
Thaddeus is filming for his program on the history of magic and an old myth about the four horsemen when Arthur shows up to get him to stop recording. Thaddeus doesn't even seem threatened by him. And he's like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't care Mm -hmm. how much you want to pay me. You're trying to ride them up and I'm trying to take them down. Yeah. The four horsemen are waiting to do their show that night when Thaddeus shows up and talks to them about the order of the eye. But they are not bothered by his threats and how he's like, I know what you guys are doing. I know you're trying to get into the eye, blah, blah, blah. And they're all like, yeah, anyway, we got a show to do tonight. So if you can leave. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The order of the eye is like the Illuminati for magic. Yeah, it is. It's some higher order where they protect magic and even though like they the don't best. even though they don't actually perform magic like it's all just yeah tricks. they're just like they're like the secret keepers of magic <laughs> yeah um so we then see thaddeus dre and dylan are in the audience for the show that night and dre suggests that dylan is looking too close at the four horsemen and needs to take a step back at the whole picture of what they're doing As the show starts, the horsemen um, point out the two agents and basically, like, try try to make fun of them Mm -hmm. Uh, and ask if their tricks are random or set up to be one big magic trick. Um, Merritt starts one hypnotism trick and uh, grabs a group of people and hypnotizes them to chase down a quarterback. and then later on in the show, uh, like Henley and Merritt do their debunking magic tricks and whatever, and Jack does card tricks. Um, Which is so hilarious. They like debunk the most simple magic tricks you can think of, like yeah. putting putting a, um, a rabbit into a box mm-hmm. and making it quote unquote disappear. Like everyone knows how that works box. everyone it's knows how that box. works like you're not teaching us anything new how did you do the bubble trick that's what i want to know yeah, how did you, <laughs> and then how did you turn that rabbit into the hat come yeah. on <laughs> you're not debunking the real things we want to debunk right? okay debunk the real stuff <laughs> um for their last act merit uh starts a trick and picks out three people and tells them, well, and guesses their bank account amount. One of them has $532 in it. Yeah. And I'm like, I felt bad. Josefa, <laughs> baby. Josefa. Um, you need to be at home. Ouch. You do, you, do, you do not need to be out right now. $564 in your bank account. You Go Ouch. home. Go, go home. home, babe. Go home, sit down. You have you have food in the fridge. You have food. You have food at home. You have, you have TV at home to entertain you. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't need to be here. No, go home. Go home. If this was a gift, then we apologize. But if it wasn't, go home. Even if it was a gift, you had to you had to spend gas money mm. or some sort of transportation money. You don't need to be spending no money. Go sit. Go <laughs> sit on the couch. Time to entertain ourselves. Yeah. Um, and he guesses their bank account uh, amounts, and he tells them that they're all wrong. That they do not have as much money as they think they do. Or as little. Josephus. Or as little. (laughs) Um, In the middle of the trick, the group thank and bring up Arthur Tressler. And they do the same trick to him where they say, hey, we got your bank account amount as well. And we're going to show people. And you're actually wrong as well. 
Um, and when they shine the light on his amount, it starts to decline. And people who are in the audience, their number starts to go up. Essentially, they are robbing him and paying back the people in the audience who were cheated out by his insurance company. Mm-hmm. When one audience member actually checks their balance, it turns out to be true. And Dylan freaks out asking Fuller if it is, and he confirms that it is actually true. Them having Tressler pay to be robbed is hilarious to me. <laughs> like, he paid their salaries for this whole setup, mm-hmm. everything, and he was paying to be robbed. Yep. On the end, he was paying to be robbed. <laughs> this is the level of scamming we all need to aspire to. Right, right. We we don't want your little, um, your scammer phone calls. We don't want your scam internet uh, or mm-hmm. your websites anymore. We want scams that are so big that you get robbed in the middle yes. of a magic show. <laughs> yes. We need this is, this is the kind ex- of petty and thoughtfulness that we need. Okay. Yes, we need you to get rich people to pay you to scam them. Mm-hmm. We're not eating them anymore. We're playing with them. We're playing with them. We're, we're, think- then we're, we're letting them then think we're, that they're doing something great. Yeah, but when we're, distribu- not. we're redistributing their wealth. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Also, if $70,000 ended up in my bank account, I would be so happy. Like, the the level of happiness that would exude oh, from me would be enough to, like, create a second son. <laughs> the way my depression would clear. The mm-hmm. way my crops would be watered. Yeah. The way... The ozone uh, layer would be fixed. Right. Like I would, I would suddenly know how to cure cancer. I would mm-hmm. know how to get everybody free healthcare. I would feed everybody in the world. No more world hunger. Mm-hmm. Like if I had seventy thousand extra dollars, game changer. Game changing. Game changer. I'm sorry. Like, and some people were getting more than that. Like, mm-hmm. and if I got any more than that, I'd I'd be a new person entirely. <laughs> Um, the four horsemen then reveal that they got the information from Arthur directly when they were on the plane trying to guess stuff about him. Uh, Dylan then goes to arrest them and charges the stage, but that triggers the group that were hypnotized to tackle the quarterback. The horsemen then run as Dre chases after them and Dylan struggles to get out of the theater. Fuller and his group go out and use the tracker bracelets on the horsemen to get Dylan to chase them down. Out on the street, Mardi Gras is in full swing and Jack manages to plant something on Dylan as Dre chases after Danny. And when she corners him, lets him go. Dylan continues the chase, but realizes that he has been tracking himself because Jack put the bracelet tracker in his back pocket. Yep. Uh, and he couldn't later... feel that giant thing slapping against his leg. <laughs> no. He could not. Later that night, Dylan is drinking as the FBI gets dragged on the news for um, not being able to catch the four horsemen. Specifically, Dylan gets dragged, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dre comes to take him back to the apartment, but he doesn't trust her and what she's doing. So he just leaves. 
Arthur meets with Thaddeus again and tells them and tells him that he was used as a bigger part of a trick and offers to double Thaddeus's pay to fully destroy the horsemen. Also, how much money do you still have, man? <laughs> I mean, I would like to think that every last dime he had wasn't all in one bank account. So. <laughs> <laughs> he at least diversified. So I'm sure he has plenty of other accounts with hundreds of millions more dollars. That makes me sick. But anyway. Right? It makes me <laughs> want to vomit. Because but... he had 144 mil in one bank account. Ugh. They like should have stolen more like from he, him. Like he will be. They should have. <laughs> if it were me, I would have stolen every last dime he had. I would have left him with like one mil and been like, you figure it out. Figure it out. Like, there's people who never make this in their lifetime. You'll right. be fine. Right. The fact that we gave away all your money to all these people and they will never have to work a day in their life again. Like, you know what? If we gave everybody one mil, they'd be able to make it work. So you will be able to make it work. Right. You'll be able to make it work. Maybe sell this plane that you travel everywhere on. Right. Right, 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 right. Uh, so Dylan eventually comes back to the apartment and Dre is asleep and he checks up on what she's been researching, which is the eye of Horus. Dre wakes up and Dylan apologizes for his actions as she apologizes for lying about her role as a researcher and she's not like an actual field agent. Dre which, tells him about the eye. Why was she sent? She, like, right. why was she sit there? Like, it still doesn't, it make, still doesn't make sense. Because she could still be a researcher for them and not go. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, Dre tells him about the Eye, which is an elite group of magicians. Um, and as they talk, they kind of share a moment together. But they're like, oh, no, we're, we're working. We can't we can't do this. Dylan then notices that something up is with his phone. And it has been replaced when Daddy was interrogated in Vegas. And the bug that was in his phone, they leave it so that they can use it to track the horsemen. The horsemen are in New York City and are freaking out about what's going on because they've lost their um, connection into the FBI. Um, they know that they're onto them because of the bug. And as three of them go to leave, they leave Jack to burn the rest of the evidence as the FBI shows up. Dre is forced to be left behind because she does not have jurisdiction. And she's not happy about that. No. The FBI swarm into the building as Henley, Danny, and Merritt leave through a trash chute. And uh, mm. I don't care what's oh. happening. I don't care who's chasing me. I'm not going down a trash chute. In New York City. For one reason, it's nasty. Like, mm -hmm. nasty, gross, mm -hmm. disgusting, mm -hmm. horrifying, the things yeah. that people throw down trash chutes. Mm -hmm. Secondly... There is no guarantee that there's going to be a soft landing. Yeah, true. At what all. if they emptied it, emptied the bottom that day? And you're just if, landing feet first what? into a metal box. What? If, yeah. What if they emptied it? What if there hasn't been that much trash this week? Mm hmm. Or what if somebody just threw away a bunch of glass bottles? Yeah. And landing feet first on a bunch of glass bottles. What if someone threw some stuff that was so heavy if flipped the um the can the, at the bottom over and so now you're just gonna hit right. the side of the can right 
Mm-mm. What's what's going on here, y'all? Would never do that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, as this is happening, Arthur checks up on Thaddeus, who is tracking the four horsemen. Not subtly, by the way. He's got like camera people s- sticking outside of his SUV. Yeah. He's he's literally a little bit like what twenty feet behind the the FBI agents. Yeah, <laughs> just taking pictures and video of, of what's going on. Uh, Dylan and Fuller get to the horseman's apartment and Jack is still in there and he cleverly fights his way out of the apartment and the evidence of their like three beginning shows uh, sit out in the open. So many paper cuts. So many paper cuts. (laughs) Also the fact that Fuller got stuck in the uh, garbage disposal. How strong is that garbage disposal? No, seriously. And the fact that it kept going. It kept going, and it was, like, pulling him back. I was like, how strong is this garbage? Like, they must have some, like, industrial, like, restaurant grade. Right, right. Like, what are what are y'all New Yorkers putting down your garbage disposals that yeah. you need something that strong? I guess they need them strong enough to kill the rats. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. It's just, it's not a garbage disposal at that point. It's a meat grinder. <laughs> it's a meat grinder, yeah. Um. So Dylan chases after Jack as Fuller eventually gets free because I guess his gun was in the sleeve the whole time and he shoots his way out. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me. Mm. Um, the agent that's watching Dre gets an update and she steals a random person's car <laughs> and gets Dylan as Jack drives off and Dylan sees Thaddeus as he goes to chase after Jack. They have a high-speed chase that ends up on national TV, and they end up on the 59th Street Bridge. On the bridge, it looks like Jack is about to get away, but he flips his car multiple times. And as Dylan goes to save him, the car catches on fire. But he's able to get the papers that Jack had stolen from the apartment, but not Jack himself. Later, the news reports on Jack as the rest of the four horsemen watch. The papers are gone through and Fuller gives Dylan a phone with Thaddeus on the line and he plants the idea that Dre is actually there to distract him on his investigation. Because he's like, she lied about what she was doing and then now she's like trying okay. to give you this information about the magicians blah 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 here's my thing even if she was he's not listening to her <laughs> so yeah what, so what's so the what's, point what's the point anytime she brings anything up and then she's usually right he just ignores her Mm-hmm. she's all like here's this really important information that can help with the investigation and he's like great i'm not listening yeah <laughs> Like, I, I know that Thaddeus doesn't know that that's what's going on, but, like, why was Dylan so shook? <laughs> yeah. He was like, you know what? That makes so much sense. Right. Like, he didn't trust her in the first place. Maybe Dylan was like, you know what? He he confirmed my fears. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm going to act all prissy about it. <laughs> uh, Dylan then gets an update that the... Um, Paperwork that Jack had linked to another investigation that was currently happening and that the three horsemen, the the rest of the horsemen, their next target is a vault 
Well, a vault in Queens with a safe in it. Uh, Dre is upset again with Dylan's treatment of her, but Dylan is just as mad uh, with how the case is being taken away from him and how she might be lying to him. And so he's just like, "You're, I'm not going to like take you on anymore. Like You're basically dismissed from this case. The three horsemen then make a video honoring Jack and say that they have to finish the trick that they started because like, this is what he would have wanted, blah, blah, blah. Where did they get this technology from? Like, projections this good do not exist still, but they definitely didn't exist in 2013. I I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like most of this stuff with this trick, especially, like, in the beginning when they had, like, the plans in front of them, I feel like even that was a little ahead of their time. It was way ahead of their time. So, like, but y'all magicians out there... What are y'all hiding from us? Right? Is there like some secret underground magician like technology ring going on? Right? Is there like a magician's IT group? Like Yeah. Y'all y'all got the cure for cancer down there? Y'all right, got a way to Someone gave me the hookup. Right. What's going I just want a glimpse, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to know. I promise not to tell. Anyway. I just want to be nosy. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious. I'm just a yeah, curious I just person. I'm not here to sell your secrets to anybody. I just want to know what's going on. Right? Like, who am I going to tell? Yeah, right. (laughs) So the FBI check the warehouse where the vault is supposed to be and find it empty. And Agent Evans is triggered by a word. And they decide to follow the safe that was supposed to be taken. I don't know how he or when he was hypnotized. Right. When was he hypnotized? But he was hypnotized. (laughs) Like, did he ever interact with them at any point? I don't think so. I don't know. Um, But they see that the safe is about to be taken, and they're like, let's just follow it to its location so that we can catch the horsemen in the act. Dylan and Fuller then watch the video that the horsemen posted and are suspicious that the bolt is going where they say that their last show is happening. And that something else is going to be going on. But Agent Cowan doesn't care. Also, I hope I'm saying that name right. The vault shows up to um, the location the last show is going on as other people show up as well. And it's just a huge abandoned building. Thaddeus shows up to the vault. Well, shows up to where the vault has been taken. And Dylan thinks he's got him. But when they open the safe, it's just full of balloon animals. (laughs) The show starts as the FBI swarm the area looking for the group. The group say that they are going to make their last trick, make things right for the crimes that they have committed. Dylan goes to follow the rest of the FBI, but is dragged away by Dylan, who believes they are going the wrong way. As Merritt, uh, Danny, and Henley go up to their last location, he says what a crazy year it's been. And, and Henley agrees, saying that she hopes it's all worth it in the end. Mm-hmm. Cowan thinks he's got the three of them, but it's just mannequins where they've shown up on on the building. And the three show up elsewhere. Dylan and Dre find the filming equipment that they used for their holograms. And uh, they go to the rooftop where they get close, but appear behind them and disappear in a rain of money on the crowd when they try to pursue them. The three are then seen running away on the back of the building. And when 
Dre is proved to be right. Dylan apologizes for how he's been acting and they kiss and she walks away. So random. Honestly, when I watch this, every time I watch this, whatever romance they try to stick between them, it just never makes sense. And it never made sense. It made no sense. It makes me a little angry. Like, why? It came out of nowhere. It doesn't need to be done. We don't need a romance in every movie. Okay, guys? Gosh. They also had no chemistry together, but that's just... They did not. They literally argue the whole movie and distrust each other the whole movie, but somehow there's a spark. Mm -hmm. Fuller then appears to Dylan, and they find out that the money is fake. And when we see Thaddeus unlock his car... The real money comes pouring out and the police arrive to take him in. The three horsemen then go to Times Square and see that their show has been uh, broadcasted to basically every screen in Times Square. We then see Thaddeus is in a cell when Dylan goes to see him. And Thaddeus is convinced that he's been framed. Thaddeus then tries to trade for information to get out and explained that they used simple magic tricks to conceal the safe, like they did with the bunny. They just put a huge glass, a huge piece of glass to make it look like the room is empty. And Jack, who was a mannequin in the car that crashed. Yeah, no, it wasn't even a mannequin. They used a body was, from the uh, morgue. Yeah, okay, yes, excuse me. They used a cadaver from the morgue. Um, so it made it look like Jack died in the fire, but he's been alive the whole time. Yeah. Um, and he's the one that gets the safe out. They pulled a Fast Five. Yeah, they pulled yes, a Fast Five where they like switched the cars. They switched the cars out. There was a yeah. car in front of the the, the bus, bus that Merritt was driving. Mm-hmm. And they somehow perfectly timed it for Jack to swerve out of the way. And then the other car to go in and crash itself. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan then questions him why they never kept the money. And he said that he looked into Shrike and he says that it is all connected to him and his death. Um, how his Shrike's death was linked to both the Credit Republic and Tressler Insurance. <laughs> the four horsemen are reunited in Central Park at Shrike's tree with the car that's in it. And when they all connect the cards that they got in the beginning, it glows. And when that, they wave it over the tr- wave it over the tree, it starts the carousel nearby. That was so dumb, Kelly. The these cards literally flew out of these people's hands, and yeah. then formed one card mm-hmm. that had a like, completely different like design on it, and was kind of like translucent. Mm-hmm. And then they waved it over the like. Uh, card that was in the tree mm-hmm. and it somehow turned on the carousel i was like what the it slash gadgets uh section of the of the eye y'all are killing it out here y'all are killing it. <laughs> i just want to know how y'all are doing it you know what i mean <laughs> y'all got like inspector gadget level mm-hmm. stuff out here um Dylan says he has a theory on how the eye only links with the best magicians and how Thaddeus wasn't picked and how he vowed to tear down every other magician. But Thaddeus is like, nah, you, you got that all wrong. 
Um, Thaddeus doesn't know who it could be that set him up, but as he's talking, Dylan disappears and ends up on the outside of his cell. Mm-hmm. Thaddeus then makes the connection that Dylan has been pulling the strings the whole time, and he admits that he has been waiting to take him down and wants him to rot in jail, wondering how he never figured it out. Uh, we then see that Dylan was the one watching the whole time. He's the one that brought all the four horsemen together and shows up at the carousel to speak with the four horsemen and let them know that they are now part of the eye and how and incredible Dil- it, it was to see four separate acts become one. Dylan's setting all of this up because his daddy did something really dumb and ended up dying <laughs> is so funny. Yeah. Like, like he literally sat there and blamed everyone else for his father deciding to go into a, um, what does it call it? Wow, I completely lost safe? the word. A safe at the middle at the like the bottom of like a lake. He did say it, that it was fault. It was faulty though. Okay, like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, like, I'm trying to justify it. I, I'm sorry, I can't justify it. Like, sh- sure, it was faulty because safes aren't meant to go underwater. I'm, uh, true. Like, true. I'm so sorry they weren't thinking about your father deciding to do this when they were making their saves. Like, they literally thought that they were literally just making these saves for money. They weren't making them to go at the bottom of lakes. Yeah, true. And then if I was an insurance handler, I also wouldn't pay out the money. (laughs) Like, like, be real, Kelly. If you were an insurance (laughs) adjuster and you received a claim for a man who put himself at the bottom of a lake, would you pay it out? I wouldn't. (laughs) I would be like, no, that was dumb. Like, why did he do that? Like, I'm not paying (laughs) for that. True, 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 true. Like, Dylan just needed to, like, sit back for a minute and just, like, realize that this is all his father's fault, to be completely (laughs) honest. He needed to go to therapy. He needed to go to therapy. Like, if if he needed, like, a true friend, like, sit him down and be like, hey, man. Hey, I think you're doing a little too much. Because I don't know how long he spent with this plan, but it's oh, it had like to be years. years. It had he to spent, be years. He, yeah. Um, because he had to because he like... had to get into the FBI. Mm-hmm. He had to find people to execute the like magician part of the plan. Mm-hmm. He had to create the plan for them to like execute. Mm-hmm. It had to have taken a good 10, 15 years. To Minimum, probably. Minimum. Because you have to, you also have to, you have to qualify to be a, an agent. You have to get through training. And then he had to prove himself to be a good agent to be assigned to this case. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had to find the, the four, four magicians. He had to rig an apartment. He had to set up this whole plan as well. The plan yes. to, to get Thaddeus. Yeah, and so at minimum 15 20 years 15 20 years of his life the way if i had that much dedication to get something done i would be a better person yeah <laughs> like this man could have done anything and he's all like you know what 
I'm so petty and angry that I need yeah. to take one person down and spend half of my life doing yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to try to take w- one super rich person down, but only really take just like a fraction of their money. And then this other man, I'm just going to completely take down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Insane. Insane. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. We then see Dre on her favorite bridge reading the newspaper. Uh, And when she finds a New York uh, Times piece in the middle of it, it shows um, the death of Shrike as Dylan shows up. He explains how it's all connected with with Shrike and how he was trapped in a safe that was faultily made. Dre makes the connection that Shrike is Dylan's dad. And how he's been playing this for years and how he could not plan for her, for her in this whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. He asks if she'll turn him in, but she says she won't. And they decide to lock their secret on the bridge and throw the key in the river. Yeah. Also, that bridge does not exist anymore. It does not. No. <laughs> a lot. I was watching this movie and I was like, wow, this was only like 10 years ago and a lot of stuff doesn't exist anymore. Exists? Yeah, they took all the locks off. Like the lock thing is gone. When they were in Times Square, they had like a, a poster for like Mamma Mia, a poster mm-hmm. for Phantom of the Opera. I was like, none of yeah, those Phantom, shows. Yeah, those Phantom, shows are on Broadway Phantom anymore. ended on Broadway this year. Yeah. I was like, wow. It's all it's all different at it's this point. It's all different now. It's only yeah. been ten years. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. Okay, are you ready for some movie facts? Yes. So uh, the card trick at the beginning of the movie is authentic. There is no editing. It's known as a card force where the magician makes the unsuspecting audience member pick a predetermined card. The audience member believes they have picked a random card, which is reinforced by the magician reshuffling the deck several times, but it is just misdirection. Okay. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Isla Fisher has explained in interviews that her character Henley is germaphobic, which is why she is seen wearing gloves throughout the whole movie. That was literally never explained in this movie, so random, but okay. Yeah, random, but okay. Um, and then my last like movie facts are <laughs> are my favorite game with Jordan. Guess who? <laughs> <laughs> because. The rest, the most of the movie facts for this movie aren't that great. It's mostly just this look. This location was used for this part of the movie, and blah blah blah. blah. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna make you guess who is con- uh, uh, considered for the role of Henley. Henley. Mm-hmm. Okay, this was 2013. Um, it's not who you would expect. Okay. What's like the age range I'm looking at here? At the time of filming? Yeah. Oof. Let me let me check. Okay. When were they born? What? Okay. This came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So they were. Because I could always just say Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like, Sarah no. Michelle Gellar is. <laughs> they were 28 when this movie came out. 28. So, like 26, 27 during filming. Um. Uh, have they been in any other? Okay, they were. We've done one movie with them. She is one mm. of the main characters of one of the movies we've done. Hmm. Or two. Two of the movies we've done. Um. Okay. Uh, what's her name? Chris. Kristen. 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 I want. Not Stewart. What's the other one? Dunst? Kristen Dunst. No. No. Um, Kristen Stewart? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, Mila Jovovich? No. Uh, Scarlett Johansson? No. We've done two movies with them. Uh... One of the movies she was in with, um, Megan Fox. Oh, um, I don't know her name. Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried, yeah. 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 Amanda Seyfried was considered for Henley. Okay. Uh, I'm I have no I have no strong opinions either way on that. Yeah. One. Like I can kind of see her in that role. Yeah. Um I'm just gonna give you the rest of them because I don't I don't know like two of these names. Okay. So Originally, they weren't planning on a female character for the Four Horsemen. So they were just thinking of four guys. So they were thinking Philip Seymour Hoffman. You don't know who Philip Seymour Hoffman is? I don't know names. I know faces. Philip Seymour Hoffman is kind of old, but like so is Woody Allen. So, (laughs) okay. Well, they were thinking they were thinking an older cast anyway, before they went to a younger Uh, age. Okay. So it was Philip Seymour Hoffman, Jim Carrey. Mm. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman is um, in the Hunger Games. He plays. God, who does he play? Is it Snow? No, 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 not Snow. He plays the like head game maker in the Last Hunger Game and like Catching Fire. Who? Oh, Plutarch. He plays Plutarch. Plutarch. Oh, okay, okay. I know who that is then. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Hugh Grant, Sasha Baron Cohen, and Colin Firth. I would like to see maybe Colin Firth and Hugh Grant. I could see Hugh Grant and Colin Firth. I don't Jim Carrey, unless Jim he was Carrey playing is, like Merritt. Jim Carrey is a weird choice. Yeah, yeah. I don't I I bet you they were considering him for Merritt though. Um and the last person they were considering for the role of Dylan Rhodes was Jake Gyllenhaal. That's kind of a Jake Gyllenhaal role. I could, I could see that. Yeah, I, guess. I can, I can kind of see it myself. But I like um, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Oh no, Jesse Eisenberg was uh, was Danny. We're talking Danny, about um, Dan- Oh, you said Dylan. Dylan, yeah. Oh, um, the, F- the FBI agent. Oh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. That would have been Jake Jake Dylan Hall. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so that are that are the movie facts. So here comes the question. Mm-hmm. Is this movie iconic? I gave it a yeah. Yeah. Same. I like this movie. I enjoy I it like, a lot. I like I like movies that are like where they do a trick and then like things have to be explained because like you didn't think it was gonna be the, a certain way to mm-hmm. begin with. I love those kind of movies. So yeah. I'm I'm always down to watch this movie whenever it comes on. I do enjoy this movie a lot. Um, but yeah, very iconic. We love to see it. Yeah. What are your recommendations for this week, Jordan? I have three, and they're all over the place. Like oh, you're great. Gonna, you're, you're gonna you're gonna be like, what? What? Great. Okay. My, my first one is Careless Whisper by George Michael. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, great song, but like. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I was I listen I listened to the radio in the morning, like only in the morning. Uh huh. And I was like flipping through stations, and like there was an '80s station, and they were playing "Careless Whisper," and I love that song, so I listened to it, and I was like, "It's a great of, song." That's gonna be one of my one of my recommendations this week. My second one is "Angel" by Holly Halle Bailey. Great. Song. Ah, yes. Great song. She's a great singer. Mm-hmm. Very very siren like. I see why she was cast as a mermaid. Um, and my last one is Notorious Thug by the Notorious B.I.J. Featuring Tone Fox and Harmony. I love how uh, your first recommendation is Careless Whisper mm-hmm. by George Michael, and then your last one. Is, is Notorious by Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> notorious Thug by the Notorious B.I.G. featuring Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yes. No, yes. Beautiful. What a great transition. It's a dichotomy, Kelly. I'm a very... Yes. I, I, I see that now. I love a variety of music. <laughs> true. Very true. Very true. Very true. There is a slow ballad on here. There is an R&B like, mid-tempo song. And there is a rap song on here. Love that for me. We love the, the diversity. The diversity. Yeah, we love to see it. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Okay, so I have just two recommendations. My first one is Baby Be Mine by Michael Jackson. Ooh. It's what I think it's one of those like I feel like a lesser known song on Thriller, but still a really good song. I feel like I don't hear Baby Be Mine anywhere, really. Um, so, yeah, go check out a, that song. I need to do a huh? thriller re-listen. It's been a long time. Have you done a Michael Jackson uh, album listen? I haven't done a full Michael Jackson album okay. listen, but I've... The, I think there's two albums I've listened to in full. Okay. And it was Thriller and something else. It, it was thriller, 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 and was that one of the new uh, the um, dangerous thriller album? Thriller okay. and dangerous. Those are the two. Okay, I've listened to. Not bad. I know he, his like discography is huge. He has like seven albums, maybe even more. I'm surprised he didn't do off the wall because off the wall is amazing. Oh, he has way more albums than I thought. Four of these albums I've never heard of. 
Oh, which one? I thought Off the Wall was his first album. It's not. It's not. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> not. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do a full. Maybe listen. we need to do a yeah full listen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a full listen because even two. Two of these like more quote unquote recent ones I've never heard of. The more recent ones? What are you talking about? Like Blood on the Dance Floor? I've never heard Oh, it's a it's a remix album. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say some of the some of the albums on his like discography on like Spotify and stuff like that, a lot of them are like remixes or anniversary editions. Oh, okay. I'll have yeah. to like comb through this and like get the actual amount. But I, I think I'm gonna do a Michael listen through mm-hmm. i mean dangerous has got some bops on there too remember the time i love remember the time oh, i love that song Ugh. um we all know i love invincible i love butterflies my favorite song on that album you and your butterfly songs bro i love butterfly songs okay kelly what's your other recommendation Okay, <laughs> so my second recommendation is uh, like a lo-fi I I don't know like what the right term is, but it's like an R&B-ish type mix with like jazz-y elements. Um, it's, the album is called, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, uh, Lote Corte or something like that. It sounds Italian. Um, it's by I St. James. It's a it's a smaller album, but all the songs are really good on it. I love like the lo-fi e beats for like when I'm stressed out at work, <laughs> and I need something to just like play in the background that won't annoy me. <laughs> mm. So yeah, a lot of his stuff is really good. Go check go check it out. Cool, cool. Um, well, thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. We have a Twitter and Instagram. They're both at SYTYI Podcasts. And also, mm-hmm. don't forget to send us your movie requests and your movie stories to our email, sytyipodcast at gmail.com. What's your favorite part of this movie? What's your favorite trick? Do you know how the piranha scene like trick works? Right, yeah. If do, you do, do you? please let us know. That one still has me stumped. Like, I completely don't understand how they did that. So I need someone to tell me. Um, yes. Also, don't forget to share us with your friends and your family. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts with five stars. Please. Thank you. Everyone have a good week. For us, we are T-minus 18 days as of the day of our recording from Beyonce. <gasps> are we that close? We are. We are. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I We're under wait. 20 days. We're under 20 days. I can't Oh, my wait. gosh. I can't wait to see you guys. Uh, I can't wait to see you <laughs> we, guys. We've got, we're booked and busy for that whole weekend. We are booked and busy for that weekend. I feel like we just keep, well, I feel like I just keep finding stuff and I'm just like, y'all want to do this? And everyone's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> like, I literally don't know when we're going to have time to go tubing. <laughs> no, I know. Because like my mom was like, so what are y'all, what are y'all doing that weekend? And I told her and she's like, so like, what are you guys going to do during the day? And I like thought about it. I'm like. Oh, are we even going to be like alive enough to do things during the day? Probably not. We're going to wake up at like noon every day. No, seriously. She's all like, 
She's just like, so you guys might wake up at like 10, 11. Because she's all like, what are y'all doing Thursday? What are you doing Friday? And she's like, so y'all will probably wake up at like 10, 11 that day. And she's like, and then y'all need to be early for both of those concerts probably. I'm like, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> actually, for the Beyonce concert, we do not need to be early. She has oh, not. Been, she has not been starting until like nine o'clock. Like we do not need to be early at oh, okay. all. Okay, because I was all thinking like you know parking and whatever. Mm-mm. But yeah, been, I mean, I've been keeping track of the concert. She has not been hitting the stage till like eight forty-five, nine o'clock. We mm, okay. <laughs> we do okay, not need so to be early time. for Beyonce. We got time. All right, but yeah, yeah we, we probably we, won't have we won't have enough time. We won't have energy for tubing probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Unless we just sit there and just fall asleep in the tubes. <laughs> At that point, we can just fall asleep by the pool out here, bro. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we just go to your pool and just fall asleep. <laughs> fall asleep. Yeah, okay. That's honestly very fair. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone uh, have a good have a good uh, week. Stay iconic. Yes, stay iconic, y'all. Bye. Bye.